and so to lean in and, and to step into that, I think there's going to be an incredible uh, impact that you're going to have. And while you have wisdom upon your life, there's going to be spiritual wisdom that's beyond anything you've sort of heard or experienced before. You'll be, you'll be actually quite astonished at the words that come out of your mouth. And it's because of the Lord speaking through you. And so I say, be released in that in the name of Jesus. This is cool. Amen. It's going to be a good year. Everyone that's uh, kind of entrepreneurial business in business, would you just raise your hands? There's something on our house for that. Just raise it high. I just want to see you right now. I believe that this year is going to be a year of increase on you. So just hold it up. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, just a vision to flow. Lord, let them see the widened expanse blessing that you're going to place upon their life. The ideas, the creativity flow. Don't stop. Can I say that? Don't stop pressing forward. There's more. Don't limit your thinking. Step out. Be bold. The Lord is with you. He's placed us upon your life. And so I say, be blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Same for you, Mr. Mr. Creativity. There's more. Continue. Don't don't limit it even just to the music thing. I I just think that there's creativity all over your life, and the Lord just wants to release it. And just for I see just buds coming up in many places, and and just be okay with it. People say, "Geez, you're just full of ideas everywhere." That's who you are, Eli. Yeah. And so just let them bud up, sow into them, follow God. He's gonna bless your life. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. Love it. You guys can grab a seat. Hey, I'm going to welcome a, another new entrepreneur, Jackie, to the stage. Jackie, why don't you come up here? Give Jackie a hand. And uh, have we got the Jesus graphic? We're starting a new series today, and I just want to brag on this girl a bit because she's she's uh, came on staff at the end of last year as our new graphic designer. So uh, congratulations. <laughs> And love your work, and I love that you're leaning into the things that God has for you. And uh, you're doing this. That's the plan. That's it. Okay, good. I didn't want to make an announcement with that. But Jackie's also, she's stepping out into business herself. So business owners, if you need design, if you need creativity for your business and what you're doing, she's the girl to come and see. But that's not why I got you up this morning. That's just the extra plug you didn't know was coming. So uh, Thank you. <laughs> But I, want, I wanted to just promo uh, C3 College. Uh, I, this is something we've done off and on in the life of our church, and it's something I very much believe in. I'm a graduate of uh, C3 College, which is uh, an international college that our church has run all around the world. But Jackie, you went down to the sort of where it all started, down at Oxford Falls, and studied there uh, last year. Tell us a little bit. You, you, you obviously you didn't always think you were going to go into Bible college, right? No. But you kind of decided to go in and spend half your life down in Sydney last year. What did you love about college? What what would you tell everyone here as to why they should do it? Well, the thing that I loved most about college was was just being in an environment with people who were excited about studying the same thing as I was. That was, right. that was what I loved the most. Yeah, I would agree with you. That was yeah. definitely, for me, the information's good. Yeah. Learning about good. God, definitely a win. But it's, it's the kind of the thing of going on a journey together, yeah? Yeah. Do you, were you surprised at the things you did learn, though? I was. I was so surprised. And um, I'm so glad I did it. It was just, it was so encouraging. And 
Yes. To I do it. it. So, yes. Like, no, don't regret it at all. Like, everything we learnt has just just opened my mind even more to, like, who God is and, yeah, what he can do. And I love it. And it really did inspire you kind of to step out, I know, this year uh, into this whole space of going into business and, and doing design. So uh, that's really exciting. Give Jackie another hand. Thank you, Jackie. And uh, if, yeah, I just want to give a, yeah, a plug for C3 College. Go and see Ashley. He, he, he's one of the most learned uh, Bible scholars I know, uh, but, but he, he's just so passionate about seeing others actually come to an understanding of who God is and the impact that he has still on people's lives today. So if you want to go a little deeper, I think we're doing Leadership One, Term One, right? Um, so if, even if you're in leadership, and the, Phil Pringle does the kind of teaching on video, but then there's class interaction. So what Ashley's going to do, and I know it's his real heart, is to really impart things into you and as a group to really go on a journey together of, of discovering God and the purpose that he has for you. So uh, Monday nights it is, and uh, I'd love for you to go and have a chat to Ash, and you can do a, an accredited or non-accredited version. So if you just want to rock up and be part of a kind of Bible study uh, and make friends, do that. But if you're also like, you know what, I'd like the piece of paper, well, we can do that as well. So, isn't that awesome? Great. Who's ready to get into the Word? So, hey, also last week, uh, just so I'm thinking about it, someone's calling me, and uh, we won't worry about that. I'm in church. So, you should be here. Whoever that is. It's not someone we know. It's okay. It's a new person that's coming next week. It'll be fine. I prophesy that. <laughs> hey, last week we, we uh, took up an offering for, the, um, for all the fires and everything that's going on. And I just wanted to let you know, I think we had close to $2,000 given last week. So that's really significant and awesome. Um, and so we're, we're going to, as I said, there's a number of churches that are down sort of the, the south uh, and uh, through the highlands and down and where all the fires are. And so we're going to be working with those churches that are looking to really help families and people that are that are suffering from the fires and so we're going to be connecting with them and I'll, I'll keep you updated but just wanted to celebrate that and say thank you so much and if you still want to give towards that uh, please uh, you can do that you can write on, on the credit card slip or um, you know give direct debit just put fire on there and we'll um, make sure that it uh, goes to the place where it's needed amen all right so we're starting this new series Jesus who knows that's a good way to start Right, start the year with Jesus, yeah? And I, I, sh I shared last week that that was my kind of one uh, kind of commitment that I felt in my heart just for this year is to start with Jesus and to end with Jesus every day. And who, I know a few of us joined uh, in on that this week. How did you go? I went pretty good. There might have been one evening where I uh, just fell asleep. But um, other times I did. And I, I just, I know Nick King, you picked it up, come on, brother. And, and I encourage you to do that, to start with Jesus every day and end with Jesus. And the funny thing is, I didn't even realize this, but uh, when I looked at the series, we've planned out all the different things that I feel God uh, wanting to sow into this year. And we're starting with Jesus as a series. And then at the end of the year, we're starting with Jesus series. So how's that? Look at that. That must have just been in the background there somewhere, God doing a work. So I want to encourage you to do that. But through this series, Jesus, what I felt to do is actually to look at the different stages of Jesus' life. So him as a child, growing in wisdom stature, which we're going to talk about today. 
Uh, then next week, Jesus in the wilderness. Who knows that we all have seasons where we go through the wilderness. And, and uh, Jesus gives us a great way for us to actually follow uh, a behavior and a lifestyle that actually would lead us out of that place and into a new season. And so we're going to do that next week. James is going to be sharing out of that. And I heard some of the things he's going to be bringing, which are awesome. Then the following week, it's Jesus in ministry. We're all called to minister, yeah? We're all commissioned to be disciples. And so we're going to do that third week. And then the last week, Jesus' death and resurrection, the thing that makes all the difference. And we're encouraged as well to, to, to vary things that we don't need and to rise up in a new life. And so we're going to be doing this over the next few weeks. So you don't want to miss a week, right, of Jesus. <laughs> uh, but this week, I'm very pleased. I get to talk about Jesus as a child. And there's not a lot of information uh, about Jesus growing up. Have you ever thought, I find it really interesting that, that Jesus didn't come fully grown. Like, you know, why, why didn't God just kind of cut to the chase and land Jesus, 30-year-old Jesus on earth? Have you ever thought about that? Like, he could have done that. He didn't have to come as a baby. He, 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 obviously, his ministry started from 30, and there was three years, and that's where we have a lot of information. But for the most of his life, we know very little. And I find that fascinating. Like, why did God send his son to come as a baby, to grow up on this earth, and then only start actually doing the, doing the stuff from 30. I think it's fascinating. And so we don't really know a lot about what, what went on. There's only kind of two occurrences where uh, Luke records uh, what, what he did as a child. And it's basically, firstly, if you're reading from Luke chapter 2, and I'd encourage you to do that, it's got Jesus being presented at the temple for the purification ceremony. And then later on, it has Jesus where he comes to the, one of the journeys and it says that they had this annual trip where they'd come for the, the Passover festival to Jerusalem from Nazareth. They'd travel there as a family along with all the other Jewish pilgrims and go to Jerusalem for this ceremony. And, and we read here that this is where mum and dad lost Jesus. They lost the Messiah, which is a real shame. <laughs> I mean, we've all lost our kids at Kmart and, um, you know, I remember one time, actually, where uh, I got lost in Kmart. Who's had a Kmart lost experience? Yeah, it happens. For the young kids that are out there, it may happen to you also. But um, I remember one time, I think it was in Kmart, and I, I got terribly lost. And so I started to yell out, David. I was like, David, Christine, Chris. I was saying that. And, and uh, eventually, Dad came around and he said, he found me, and he's like, why are you yelling at David? I'm like, well, if I yelled at Dad, I'd get all these dads <laughs> coming to me. And I, I didn't want that. I just wanted David. And he's like, that's stinking. Aren't I clever? <laughs> so a little tip for the kids. Yeah. Yell out your parents' first name. It'll, it'll help. It'll make it a lot quicker. Um, but uh, anyway, so, yeah, the other, the other recorded instant is where they come for the Passover festival and then they leave Jesus behind leave the Messiah behind, um, and who knows, that's a bad day. Uh, but they found him, and they reunited, and we know that he, he lived the rest of the life with his parents. But the passage of Scripture that I want to look at today is uh, chap chapter 2, verse 40 and verse 52, and this is, the, this is the basic statement that it says about Jesus' whole kind of upbringing. In verse 40, it says that, And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, 
and the favor of God was upon him. There it is. And 52, it says similar things. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. I like how the message, the, uh, sorry, the Passion Translation says, the child grew more powerful in grace for he was being filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. And Jesus grew, verse 52 as well, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life for he was loved greatly by God. I love this because it gives us an example to, to likewise uh, grow in wisdom and in stature, amen? I believe that God wants us all to grow in wisdom and maturity, true? And as well as that, He wants us to grow in a connection with God, which releases favor, grace, and then also for us to have favor with the rest of humanity. That sounds like a pretty good deal. And it's definitely something that I know that God has a desire for us to do. When you look at He grew, I kind of did a little bit of study on this. Are you happy to come on the journey? study journey with starting C3 college you can don't 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 uh you know check me or anything but um no you can it's pretty pretty solid pretty solid but uh, Strong's Concordance explains that he grew this way it means so much more than just he grew it's uh to cut a way forward to advance to beat forward yeah so there's kind of this this picture of of the way that that Luke's trying to explain it is that Jesus cut a way through he didn't just grow, he cut a way through, amen? He made a way. It's kind of, I, I get this picture of someone with a machete cutting through brush, that, you know, the bush, that, that's, there's no path, but I kind of see Jesus as doing that thing. He's cutting his way through life. And I think that's such a beautiful kind of picture of Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life, yeah? But he actually cut a way through life. He made a way. He, as a person, as an individual, decided, you know what? I'm not just going to go on the road traveled. I'm actually going to cut through a place that no one's ever been through before, and I'm going to pursue that. And for me, this is, this is something that I believe God wants each of us to do for our own lives. He wants us. He wants us to advance and to make progress, to cut through and make a way where no one else has ever done. Amen. He wants us to pioneer our own life. You know, I, I've, I say this to our boys all the time, and I, I've said it to you before as well, but there's, there never has been another you, right? And there never will be. You're one of a kind. You're, you're a prototype that will never end up being in mass production. <laughs> you're it. Is that cool? Some of you go, yeah. But I think it's fascinating that, there is no one ever, out of all the billions of people that have ever lived on this earth, there's no one that is quite like you. You're completely unique. And, and I think that's extraordinary that God has the capacity to each time he places someone on planet earth to make them completely unique. And so there's actually a call for each of us, I believe, to cut our way through in life, not to just kind of wait for life to happen for us, but actually to step out, to advance, to say, you know what, I'm going to take hold of the life that God has for me, and I'm going to press forward into the unknown future, yeah? Um, this morning while I was reading over my passage, I actually received a message on uh, my family's 
we've got a, a Croxford group that uh, connects with the guys, yeah, the family in Canada, and um, they sent me this beautiful picture. Have we got it, Liv? Of the latest Croxford. Look at that. Baby Ethan Cruz, um, which is, isn't he gorgeous? No doubt he's a Croxford, right? You're like, of course. Um, he'll, he'll be marvellous at everything, like father. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was reading from a passage and then I got this picture of, of Ethan and I'm like, straight away, I'm like, he, Ethan Cruz, he's never been on this earth before. There's no one ever been like him and there never, ever, ever will be. Amen? I love what Psalm says, the writer of Psalm says this in, in chapter verse uh, chapter 139, verse 13, it says, You have formed my innermost being, shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside. You've woven them together in my mother's womb. Every single moment you were thinking of me. Amen. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought, O oh God. Your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake every morning, you're still with me. I thank you, God for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed my every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who created me before I became me, before I've seen in the light of day the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in the book of life. Amen. I, I want you to hear this morning, God created you and he created you for a reason. He placed you on this time, on this earth, at this time, in the spaces and places that you're in because he, you are the light. You are, you are the very thing that that environment and this time needs. Can you hear that? Can you believe that with me this morning? He's created you this way. That's such a great passage. I'd encourage you to go and read that every day this week to be affirmed and, and confident of that reality that God has created you. And, and he's, he's placed it in, in each of us to actually choose to pioneer our own life. And there is a responsibility on us to not just say, that's lovely, thank you, God, but actually to say, I receive that, God, and I advance forward knowing that your hand is upon me, for you are my workmanship, right? Created in Christ Jesus for good works. So there's things ahead of you that you and I need to take a hold of. But if we don't step out, if we don't take hold of that machete and kind of cut through life, then guess what? It never happens, yeah? There's God's sovereign hand upon our life, but there's also our response that is needed. So God's hand is... Is, is upon you, but we must step forward. I, I love this, that he grew in favor with God and with man. Isn't that incredible that every single day of your life that you're growing in favor with God? Have you thought about that? That every step, every day that you take, God's only falling more in love with you. That's extraordinary. There's not one day that he goes, you know what? Today you really messed up and I just kind of like you a little less. Some of us parents feel that way, don't we? But every single day he looks at you and he just likes you a little more. He, he just has a desire every day to more favor, more blessing upon you. 
every single day that's his thought as soon as your eyes are woken he's like i want to pour out fresh and new blessing upon you and so it says here that jesus in himself as he progressed through life as he went through those years that we don't even it's not even recorded every single day he was growing in favor with god and that's the way that god works but as well as that as we grow in favor with god we grow in favor with man amen so here i love this that where it says that he, he grew in favor, uh, it's this whole thing, it's actually grace. The word used is grace, it's charis. And, and it refers to the, the freely extending himself. So Jesus, this is it, he's reaching, inclining to people because he is disposed to bless them. This is God's grace, right? So God's, God's nature is, I'm going to lean towards you every single day of your life with grace, I want to pour it out on you. So God's always like this. Every single day, he's like leaning towards you going, you know what? I want to bless you today. And what's he asking of us? To lean back, to lean in. He leaned into God. And so that favor grew and increased and then it expanded and lent into others. Yeah, so Luke, Luke's trying to encourage us here that the, the posture that Jesus had is one of inclination. He, he's leaning in, going, God, I'm going to cut through and take hold of everything you have for me, and I'm going to step into it. And even right before the cross, that's exactly what he did, right? In the garden, he goes, God, here I am. Use me. I'm willing to take hold of the cup. I'm willing to go this journey. I'm going to keep on inclining into you because you're good. Even to the cross. Even to where he knew that he would experience incredible pain, yeah? As we lean in, God leans in and our desire to grow and, and push forward, I find it increases. The more that you get to know God and his nature, the more you just want to lean in. True? The more you step away, the more you doubt. Is God with me? Is he working in my life? But I find that if you take the posture of God, even in the moments where you're doubting, just to go, God, what have you got for me? He's like, I'm right here. I'm ready to release my blessing upon you. Every single day uh, when I drop the boys off to school, we pray together just as we, the boys know it. We, we, we pump loud music usually. Right now I think it's like Kanye and uh, Jesus is Lord and we'll like jamming it out. And then we get to the turn off and, and they turn it down straight away because they know it's time for dad to pray. I didn't even have to do it. They just... And every single day we pray on that corner as we turn into the, church, in, into the school. I'm like, Lord, this is a day that we've never, ever had before. For my boys, I pray that, Lord, as they step into this, that they would see all the opportunities and the people placed before them. That they would lean in and experience all of your favor and blessing. And I just kind of pray that on their life. Because as much as you're created in a way that no one ever else will be, every single day of your life is like no other day that's been before. And there's opportunities that are right there in front of you that God has actually ordained. And he's, and he's at the same, he's saying, lean in. Lean in. Take hold of everything that I have for you. Go, moving on, verse 52, it says that as well, that he increased in wisdom and maturity. I, I found in my life, anyone who knows me, I have no problem pioneering. Eric is like, oh, I know. 
I'm always... <laughs> she's not. Uh, she's always a fan. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do another thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've never had a problem. Ever since I was a kid, you know, we built a cubby house and it wasn't, it wasn't for playing. It was a business. We set up a garden and straight away I'm growing herbs and I'm like, how much can I get for every little tomato I can grow? I mean, I've been looking for opportunities from when I was born. I remember when we first immigrated, um, we, we landed in Perth from South Africa and we caught up with some family over there and it was the first meal we had with them and um, my, 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 my dad's cousin uh, said to me, we, we were having some, like a briar barbecue and we're cooking, and he had some rolls, and I said, these are nice rolls, and he goes, yeah, I reckon you could sell them and make some good money, and I thought, brilliant idea. <laughs> so me as a young four-year-old, grabbed those rolls, I grabbed my newly introduced family member, and I said, great, we're walking around the neighborhood, and I walked around the neighborhood, and I sold those rolls, and I brought back the money, and they said, where's the rolls? I said, I don't have the rolls, but I got the money that you talked about. I mean, I've never had a problem... <laughs> We're looking for opportunities, whether it's bread rolls or businesses or ministry opportunities. If there's something new to step into, I'm there. But here's the thing. The thing that has kept me through all those pioneering activities is wisdom, the voice of wisdom in my head. Because who knows that when you go cutting and slashing, you might want some guidance on, on how you're doing that. Yeah, amen? So I love this. It actually says that he, Jesus the Messiah, all right? God in flesh grew in wisdom and maturity. Again, he could have just lobbed up at 30 and gone, all right, I'm here, I've got it all ready to go. Let's start healing. Let's, let's get this show on the road. But he, he lived this life, and I believe it's, it's really because he wanted to be able to empathize with every, every struggle, every single, single kind of experience that we have. You know, I'm sure that he... He was there when his brothers were fighting and he wasn't at all. <laughs> You're right. All of us were all engaged. Jesus was always the perfect child. I love that. You're always so perfect. Well, yes, you are. But, um, you know, I bet that he was around and, and observing when mum and dad were fighting, when mum and dad were worried about finances, when he was possibly, I, I can't imagine this, but he was the last one picked for the soccer team. That, that's before he knew his super skills of being able to leap from time and space and just kind of, uh. but... You know, I'm sure he lived every experience in life and understood it. But Jesus, being divine, still grew in wisdom and maturity. I think that leaves room for you and I to do the same. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? With everything that we're cutting through and pushing through in life, that wisdom should be in our ears. And I love that Jesus gives us an example of that. He was, well, he pioneered and pushed forward. He was girded by wisdom. I love this. The original meaning of the word wisdom is Sophia which means where we can get the English word sophistication and philosophy. Isn't that awesome? So Jesus grew in sophistication and was a great philosopher. I, I think that he would have been regarded and, and, and would be regarded, even in a worldly sense, as one of the greatest philosophers ever, if not the, the greatest philosopher, wouldn't you say? And, and you know what a philosopher is? There's someone that's intrigued with the possibilities, the things that haven't been said before or heard before, a philosopher will lean into it and go, what if? And they'll muse about it. Am I defining it quite well? Any philosophers out there? Does that sound about right? Is that you? Um, they philosophize. And Jesus was that. So he was intrigued with life. He was open to learn and grow 
in wisdom. And he was sophisticated in it. He wasn't just someone that was kind of just being able to, he memorized scripture and just could quote it. He was sophisticated. He grew in sophistication, in the art of philosophy, and was able to communicate powerfully because of that. Strong defines wisdom as clear insight, skill, and intelligence. Don't you love that? Jesus was brilliant. And he's calling us to be brilliant as well. He had perfect words of insight and intelligence, unmatched by any of the minds of today. Now, the other person that we know in Scripture that was wise was Solomon, yeah? King Solomon had this unmatched wisdom. And we know that he, he uh, basically prayed and asked him, he said, Lord, if you can give me anything. He got the one wish thing. And he said, you know what? The thing I wanna, uh, what, that I want to ask for is wisdom. And he got given this supernatural wisdom. And, and I love that, that he actually says in Proverbs 2 that the, the beginning, the, the, where wisdom begins is actually with the fear of God. And he writes this after he's been given the gift. He's like, it's because of, and, and here's the thing with fear. It's basically servitude. It's, it's in this place of submission to say, you're bigger than me. This is someone that's got almost perfect wisdom is saying, I acknowledge that God is greater and he's bigger than me. And so that's his posture. So that's first of all, he says, wisdom begins with God. But the second thing that I marvel at is that he actually writes in Proverbs 15, 22, and reading out of the message, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. Now, hang on. He's the wisest guy on the planet. There's no one else that has more wisdom than him. And here he is saying, you know, one of the wisest things you can do is actually have an ear for good advice, for counsel. I mean, if there's anyone that didn't need to do that, it's him. Yet he made the decision to actually lean into wisdom. Wisdom doesn't stop you cutting forward. Can I say this? Most of the time, wisdom points you in the right direction and sharpens your blade. Sometimes, you know, you get this great idea and you go, I'm going to tell nobody because I'll screw it up and tell me I can't do it. True? Who's ever had a moment where I'm not telling nobody? I'm not going to go and say, because my wife will tell me it's, that's a really dumb idea. It's never happened to you, Rod. Don't even laugh. Um, you know what I mean? Sometimes we fear that, but well, let me tell you, wisdom actually girds you and actually helps you get on rails to actually cut forward to the very direction that you need. And with all the different... I mean, I think I must have looked at a hundred different businesses over the years, but I'm not in, I didn't go into a hundred different businesses, and that's because I sought counsel, wisdom to say, is this the, the steps I should take, and should I go that way, and this, should I do it that way? And so one of the things that I want to encourage us today, as well as pushing forward and taking hold of everything that God has for you, I want to ask you, who are your, who are your people, your wise counsellors? Who's in your world that's not just going to say yes to you and go, you're amazing, but actually says, you know what, let me, let me speak into that idea so that I might actually help you. If you can't think of someone quickly, I'd encourage you this year to make that goal number two. <laughs> who, who are those people? And let me tell you, I, wanted, I said this last week, one of my greatest desires this year is that each of us would have friends but also that we would be friends. 
supposed to be friends, actually. Friends are brilliant at saying, you know what? That's a great idea. Can I just round it out a little bit with you? Can I tell you where you might trip up? If you're in that place of humility, as was Jesus, you'll find that you're actually really cutthroat. Like, really. Wisdom will only help you. Amen. And so I want to encourage you today as you start this new year, as you press forward, as you go into the spaces and places that you haven't been before, every single day that's laid out for the rest of this year, there'll never be another one like it. There's an opportunity before you every single day as you take hold of it, lean in, lean into God, but also be girded by wisdom and counsel. Amen. God loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. Your best days are ahead of you. Who believes that? Amen. Come on. Here we go, 2020. A new decade of opportunities. This morning, I want to encourage us all just to respond in just a moment. But can we just close our eyes today? I I realize that there might be some people here and you're sitting here and this is the first time you kind of heard this good news. For most of your life, you, you might have heard the opposite, where people putting you down, telling you're a failure, you're a nothing, you're going no, nowhere, you're, you're a no one. But I tell you this morning that God loves you and He's created you and designed your life. And He desires every single day that you would experience His favor upon you. And, and today, I just want to give the opportunity, if today you want to say, you know what, I want to choose to believe that. I'm going to say no to the lie and I'm going to take hold of the truth that Jesus Christ loves me, that he gave his life for me so I would have eternal life, but that I might be able to take hold of the purpose that he has for me. If, if that's you this morning, in just a moment, I'm going to get you to raise your hand and just say, yeah, that sounds fantastic. I'm ready to take up that kind of life. Yes. And so in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. But also if you're here and you're saying, you know what? I did believe that once, but I've forsaken that life. I've, I've wandered off. I've started to lean into other things and do things that I know that are well away from God. And you might want to say this morning, I want to respond and give my life back to Jesus. I want to recenter myself. In just a moment, I'm going to get you to raise your hand. And finally, I just my prayer this year is that every single person here and that walks through these doors would know that they have an eternal place in heaven, that their life is saved. And if this morning you have a question inside of you that says, I'm unsure as to whether I'm going to go to heaven, I believe that right now as we pray, you will be sure. And so just across this place, just while every head is bowed and I closed, if you're any one of those three people, I I want you to just raise your hand really quickly and say, I'm going to pray a prayer that's going to change my life. There you go. This morning, who else is there that wants to accept God's love and His purpose this morning? Receive the forgiveness right now. I'm going to pray and you're going to experience life like you never have before. Who else? Just raise your hand while everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed. Yes, thank you at the back there. Who else is there that I can pray for this morning? Come on, even if you've wandered off. There you go, buddy. Right now, I see life filling you. Who else is there this morning that's ready to have their life changed? Thank you, Lord. You can put your hand down now. And church, let's just pray this together. Say, Lord God, 
thank you that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That you love me. And you gave your son as a sacrifice for my wrongdoing. And I receive your forgiveness. Just let that sink in right now. For everything that you've ever done, just receive his forgiveness. Some of you are going to just feel like, like a warmth flowing all over you as God love, God's love just fills you right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hey, for those that responded, there were some people that were just standing at the back that might come and have a chat to you afterwards, and they just want to basically pray for you and also ask you if you have any questions and just answer them as best as they can. And uh, I just congratulate you on, on making that decision. Your life has changed today, I believe it. Amen. Hey, church, I want to invite you right now, if you're willing to cut through, to say, you know what, today I'm going to make a decision to step forward with the life that's been given me. And I'm going to take hold of all of the favor and blessing that flows from God. I just want you to stand in this place if you're just willing. And this is an act of submission as well. This is the laying down of your own will. Because you want to say, you know what, I've got this. I'll figure it out. I know what's best. But if you're just wanting to submit and say, God, I trust you. That's awesome. Just raise your hands right now. Thank you, Lord. every life right now, Lord God, every person created in love. I pray, Lord, as they stand here before you, submitted, surrendered to your purpose, I pray that you would fill their heart and mind with promise. I pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon them right now and empower them with your presence. Lord, that they would see and know that every day this year is ordained by you. And I speak and proclaim the blessing and the favor of Jesus Christ upon each of their lives now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, that feels good, doesn't it? So good. Hey, uh, we're going to open up the altar now. And any, anyone that would like prayer, if you kind of just... As much as you were saying yes, then if there's any kind of fear or trepidation in your heart, we're going to have a ministry team that are here and they're just going to pray with you and they're going to rebuke whatever's speaking otherwise and they're going to proclaim blessing over you. Amen. So they're going to be here. And if you would like prayer, just come forward. But uh, I pray you be blessed. Amen. We're going to finish with this song and pray. But uh, come tonight as well. Come and hang out. Come and enjoy the ocean. I think we've got a beautiful day out there and uh, we'd love to see you down four o'clock Merriweather Beach. As I say, you can bring dinner or you can purchase it there and get your togs on, bring your balls and let's throw them about and have some fun, amen? That wasn't a challenge, man. Um, but there might be a football game and who knows, you might have to. Uh, amen. Thank you, Lord. Bring you, Keep your presence here even after me saying balls. Thank you, Lord. for prayer if you'd like you have chosen me
wonderful morning. Hang around, have some coffee, hang out, say hello. We'll see you again next week.